everybody, my name is Soph Corcoran. This is season two, episode four of Don't Be a Stranger, um, sponsored by WPHU Radio. I always say sponsored, but it's not really like sponsored, like when they're not paying me to do this or anything. But I'm here with a very special guest today, um, the director of student engagement here at Jefferson, Heather Weaver. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you doing today? How has your morning been? I'm doing pretty good, yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, bring you on the pod today. So what does it mean to be the director of student engagement? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, so in my position, um, besides, you know, obviously working with all things student engagement and our fabulous team, um, I really specialize in all things new students. So that's kind of how I started at Jefferson back in Philly U days, um, doing, you know, new student orientation, first year seminar, first year experience, first year leadership stuff, all that fun stuff. Um, and then took on more student engagement stuff in the director position. So, um, but it is a fun job because we get to do all the cool stuff outside the classroom with the students. And um, I think what's neat about our crew is that we get to see you all from, you know, admissions, you know, to come into open houses through orientation all the way through till you graduate. Um, so I think we have one of the best jobs on campus. I couldn't even imagine just being able to watch students like grow like that. How fun. So um, I guess that a lot of the, the first year orientation stuff, I mean, in, like with move-ins and stuff has started to wind down a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what did like um, this year's orientation look like? When I mean, first when everybody came and moved in and stuff, because I ran as an FYS mentor, so I helped out at some of it a little bit. And I'm also a building manager, so I was like floating around yeah. trying to help. So what was that like for you? So I think you're talking about Welcome Week. Welcome Week. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. I'm, like I, um, my shifts at the building manager, I um, I work 10 to 12:30 and then open 7 to 10. Right. But today I was 7 to 11, so I'm a little like scatterbrained <laughs> today. But yeah, Welcome Week um, is a lot of fun. So that is the four days before the start of the semester. So we bring all the new students in, you know, try to get them in on Wednesday and Thursday so that we can, you know, spend some time getting them acclimated to the campus. But we really try to guarantee that they will literally meet everybody um, in their class and also all the folks who are going to be super important to them um, over the course of their time here. So, for example, um, we, you know, have that new student convocation where everybody comes into the gym and meets, you know, the administration and kind of sets the tone for, hey, welcome to uh, Jefferson. But then on Friday, all of the students get to um, go by like college. So they meet their college dean. Then they meet their faculty and their majors. They actually meet all the students in their majors. And then we brought everybody to the gym and we did this big um, event where every student was able to kind of meet each other as well. So. Oh. And then all weekend long, all kinds of activities, like CAP does a ton of activities, um, social activities. We're doing tours of Philadelphia. We're doing community service, all kinds of things to help students like feel like they're a part of the East Falls community, the Philly community. Um, and then just, you know, time too to just kind of chill, unpack, get ready for classes Definitely. on Monday too. Oh, that's so awesome. Do you have a favorite like activity that they do during Welcome Week? I think this new activity, so we just started it last year, this meet the class activity, I think is really cool because folks come into the gym and they're really nervous and yeah. you can see people kind of like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, people have new friends, they're high-fiving, like they say oh, that, awesome. you know, they really did get to meet a, a big cross-section of folks in um, their class and then there's just so much energy like after like words which is really cool 
Um, so I think it's just a neat, like in two hours, just watching everybody yeah. kind of morph and change and, and hopefully have a lot of fun too. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what made uh, like OSE and that office want to do like a kind of event like that? Like, especially when you think of it on like a post COVID scale, right. how we couldn't do that like right. the last three years. I think it was because of COVID. Um, so we, you know, last year when we did it, we had actually split the class in half and kind of not do as many things because we we're still COVID nervous, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, you know, we've just been out of the habit of doing some of those like fun, get to know you type things because of COVID. And I think now is the time to bring it back. Um, and help people, you know, be able to, you know, get to know people in small groups and then from there into bigger and bigger groups. Um, you know, recognizing that some people are still nervous about yeah. being with big groups of people and we totally, um, you know, get that and make accommodations for that. But it was just seems like now's the time to, to bring back the normal, right? Yeah. From 2019. Awesome. Yeah. So how many welcome weeks have you done here at Jefferson and how many years have you been with, you know, Philly U and then the transition and everything like that? Yeah, so I got here in January of 2014. Um, so this was actually my 10th orientation season. Wow. Which is really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So why, what was life like for you pre-Jefferson? Why higher education? Oh, that's a great question. I actually never thought I would be in this job. Um, I actually went to school um, to be in the Air Force. I was an Air Force wow. ROTC. I was studying aerospace engineering. Wow. What um, I was at Illinois Institute of Technology in Chicago, awesome. which was a really cool place. Yeah. Um, but I got super involved as a student leader. I was doing all different types of things. Um, and I was an RA. Um, and so it was actually the summer between when I graduated and going to grad school um, that I had an accident, unfortunately. And it was my resident director who was like, I think you could do this for a job. Oh. Um, but going to grad school, I was going to grad school for public administration, um, state and local government, kind of wanted maybe to go to law school. Yeah. Um, and it was him saying like, hey, I think you should try the res life thing. So I was a hall director in grad school and oh, kind awesome. of the rest is history. So I've been in student affairs ever since then. So I kind of really got bit by that bug in grad school and just really loved the stuff that we do. So. What made you want to switch out of res life, though? Oh, so that's a good question. So it is hard, right? Yeah, um, anybody who's been in RA, um, when you've lived with you know students and you have to you know be on point and all that kind yeah. of stuff, I did that as an uh, undergrad, and then when you're a hall director in grad school, you're you know twenty four seven on call, eat, breathe, and sleep you know, taking care of your students. I did that for four years. Wow. I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to have my own apartment, you know, be off campus, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's why I made the switch to student activities. Yeah, uh, that's like awesome. I didn't know that you were an RA, yeah. especially because um, we had John Hummel on. Yeah. And he was like, once you get bit by that RA bug, it just makes you want to stay and work yeah. with students forever. Yeah. So that's crazy to hear. That's like universal. Yeah. Um, in undergrad, I know we had a brief conversation like a cup maybe a year ago that you were involved in radio. I was. So what other, like, <laughs> what other clubs were you involved in? What was radio like for you in undergrad? So radio was super cool. So I went to school in Chicago and um, our radio station actually um, like – 
encompassed an area that kind of had a radio desert, if that makes sense. Um, so you could get all of the big, obviously, Chicago stations, mm -hmm. but there is just like a reason why, like in our general area, like sometimes like radio would fade in and fade out between Chicago and other parts of like the area and stuff. Yeah. Um, so our radio station actually like got like local people to listen, wow. which was super cool. What do you remember the air numbers for it? So it was 88.9 uh, FM. I don't remember the call letters though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have like a show on there? What were, what were I had two doing? shows. What shows? You have to tell us. <laughs> so um, when, like any organization, when you started, like they made the first year students do like the not so fun shifts. Uh, yeah. So my um, one of my sorority sisters and I had the 12 to 2 a.m. on Thursday nights. Wow. And we did that for two years. Mm -hmm. Before they finally gave um, myself, I got a show separate from that. I did two shows. I work for the Women's Center on campus. Awesome. Um, so the radio station started to like have um, more themed shows. Yeah. So we did like out of the Women's Center, we did a show, which was really cool. That's incredible. And then my senior year, I had a good friend of mine, and we we finally got like a day shift, which yeah, was like super that's cool. Awesome. But I did it all four years of school. Wow, yeah. That's committed. Why radio? What drew you into that? I don't even remember at this point. I think it was like my sorority sister was like, hey, this sounds cool. Let's do it. And um, I also had some friends who were involved and they were in kind of a growing phase and were really looking for more folks to get involved. Um, and, you know, they were very persuasive. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like after you do it for a while, like it was like, OK, this is actually really cool. Yeah. yeah. What show did you have with your sorority sister? So we just did like we I forgot what we called it. I was actually racking my brain on the way over here because I knew <laughs> you were going to ask me that. Um, but I think like it was just a general like we would have people call in and give us um, requests. And that was like back so in awesome. the CD record days. Oh, I heard that like switching the records oh my was always like the worst thing to do. Yeah. So we kind of had a challenge like where we would be like, okay, give us like a word or give us like a genre. And then yeah. we had to like quick grab something and play wow. it. Um, but that, that was always a challenge and didn't always work out. Yeah. No, cause they could, they could like totally throw you off guard oh, yeah, with something totally. like that. <laughs> Did it host like any like events? Like, or was it just, you know, I'm sure that's a lot, you know, having to have those scheduled slots yeah. and have somebody there for that all the right. time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really more like typical radio, right? Like they had to have somebody on the air 24 seven to yeah. keep our license. We had mm -hmm. a, um, like a tower, uh, whatever wow. you call that. Um, so it was a big responsibility. Like our general manager, you know, really had to like make sure everything was done, paperwork, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, so not so much events as much as like, it was a big feat trying to keep that going 24 seven. Yeah. But did you not ever want to do like the general manager side of it? Cause it looks oh, yeah, so no. like crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you all do it. It's no. a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's been like here it's different because we don't, you know, have to deal with like the FCC. Right. Like, right. Was that like a big issue to yeah. like, dealing with all of those like regulations yep. and rules and stuff like that? So I don't know. I feel like we kind of have like a less of a burden. To yeah. Carry. Yeah. Um, did you find that more people, you know, compared to obviously the club we have now, I mean, were a lot of people interested in radio at that time? 
I think they were just because of it was just this was in like the late nineties, early two thousands yeah, when like peak of all of that. Yeah, time, where like yeah. music was making such big changes in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went from records to you know cassettes to CDs in a short period of time, and then at that time we we're like starting to get into digital music, but that was still so new. Mm-hmm. So I think people were interested because it was just such a cool time to be able to just have this like wealth of music at your fingertips so some people were all records some people had the cassettes and cds some people were dabbling in the new stuff right so like um but i think what they did really well is like the students that managed it and like the continuity i mean their like library was like epic like it was just so cool how much they collected over time that was also the days when you could like contact record labels and they would just send you stuff right Um, and so every day we're getting like just new and different stuff in and like people like, you know, just throwing a, a, something on brand new and, you know, seeing what's stuck. That was a cool time. Oh, yeah. that's so awesome. Did you know, like, do you have a preference like cassette, vinyl or CD? Um, I mean, I was, I have a record collection. Awesome. If I had a record player, I would go for the vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. your, um, like top prize possession record you think that you have? so this is so bad I call it like my dead people 45 collection it's horrible but I have this little box that has like 45s in it from when I was a little kid and it's like Michael Jackson Whitney Houston um there's some like heavy metal folks that aren't around anymore Mm -hmm. I've taken it to record stores and they're like hold on to that because like there's some stuff that's like pretty original that is like yeah so I just have it tucked away in a closet somewhere I don't mess with it so. no until like 20 years from yeah. now when you can you know just get that check and right. then head out of there yeah <laughs> um yeah I mean I feel like vinyl is something that will stay around, oh yeah you know because you know it, it was out and then it was in you know now it's in again and you go to a record store and they're selling like something that would be on cd for 13 dollars totally for 32 yeah dollars yeah um what were your like tracks that you would play like if you you know if you have any like memory of like what people in Chicago (laughs) wanted to listen to in the you know early 2000s oh my gosh so just Jewel comes to mind because like (laughs) she was just like you know getting started and then like there were people who were just obsessed with um Stone Temple Pilots yeah so I remember we did get one of their new CDs and like that was a big deal to like, you know, debut new music. Um, so I remember, I don't know if it was mine or somebody else's radio show, but like we all crowded into the studio because like they, we got permission to play it from start to finish yeah. and everybody was like, it was the first time people were hearing That's it so kind of thing. Awesome. So that was like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, I didn't even think about it like that, that in this, how kind of streaming ruined everything yeah ruined that fun of being able to just be with your friends and like listen to the new stone temple pilot cd full all the way through without never hearing yeah you know um so with all of that music what changes have you seen you know being involved in radio back then like how has music in your opinion changed yeah that's a good question i think Radio's gotten tough, right? Because it's gotten more of this, like more of the talk and things like that, less of the music. But I do think that the stations that try to keep the music going are Mm -hmm. seeing kind of a comeback of people coming back to radio, which is really cool. Um, My partner's like super into radio and like has introduced me to local stations that are trying so hard to 
get back to that like we're gonna play something that you probably have never heard before thing yeah. um even knowing that you know with streaming and everything but i'm surprised too because like we'll be like right i have never heard this before yeah. um so still trying to like be original and things like that um but i love music so much and i do like i think you know folks need to come back to the radio Seriously. like get the music back you know um we don't need to listen to the rando talk hosts all the time. Yeah, like, seriously. Yeah. Jim um, and Jesse or like God <laughs> some other guy playing the same song over and over again. Right. Like every eight minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, so I think it is cool that there's like, um, I forget what the radio station is called, but there's these radio stations local that are like every hour, half hour has a theme. Like, I think we need to get back to some of that because like just being in the car with him listening to something for half an hour, like we are hearing you know, maybe five new songs that we would never been exposed to. And you're not going to find it on Spotify, right? Because Mm -hmm. let's be honest, like we all get stuck in a rut. We're listening to the same things over and over again, the same albums, or you type in something, but it's like, it's like legit, like just the same stuff. So it's like, I think we think that that is like helping us like get out of our comfort zones. Mm -hmm. But unless you really kind of go all over the place in those apps, like you're really still kind of like doing the same thing. Yeah, and I noticed that we've lost a little bit as well, you know, when thinking of radio and accessibility. Like, when you were involved, did you guys get to go to, like, venues, you know, where you're invited to places and stuff? I feel like that's where we're kind of faltering out a little bit. So was that, like, a big thing that you guys did? Yeah, like, not at first when I was a younger student, but, like, as you got older in, like, you know, there's seniority in the club Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, we started to get invited to, like, shows, like, um, so the... I forget if it was like squirrel nut zippers or one of those like ska slash like um uh dance bands yeah. um but we got invited to their concert at this like amazing venue mm-hmm. and you know they gave us all the merch and the cds and the things and the stuff but to like listen to it live yeah. it was like mind-blowing like Amazing. you know and it was something we weren't really playing on our station yeah. Um, per se, but you know, afterwards everybody's like, okay, we need to add more of this in. So I think going to those local events exposes you more Mm -hmm. to like what's out there. We also got invited to see Harry Connick Jr. Wow. Right. (laughs) So like one of my, the friend I did the show with my senior year, like we got, like they gave us like seats up in the balcony in the Chicago theater. And like, we're sitting, like we got like, it was kind of front row balcony and we're like, what are we doing here? Right. Like we dressed up cause we didn't know what was going on. And he started playing and like, I knew him as an actor at that point, not yeah. so much as a musician. Mm-hmm. And he starts playing and singing and I'm like, where has he been all my life? Seriously. Right. And now I've been a big fan ever since, but like, yeah, that, that was one of those where we're like, okay, who is this guy? Like, yeah. why are we being invited to this? And then you had fun. And then we had a great time yeah. and like, we also started playing some stuff too. So so awesome do you like to try to get out to go to live music a lot i love live music i just haven't had a chance in a long time i can't even imagine yeah Yeah. um i know that the pandemic also kind of added some strain on live music a little bit i you know thinking back i couldn't even remember a time where i was like i can go to a concert yeah and like recently Maggie Rogers was at the man, so we went this summer, and I just remember, like, looking around and seeing all the people there, and I was just like, this is so crazy, and it's, and, you know, I just, it's just so weird how everything just stopped, and I kind of wanted to just tie that back in, is how has student engagement changed over time, you know, post-COVID, going through that, especially if you were here through that pandemic, I just love to hear, you know, experience of that, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that was really tough, right? Because uh, my staff and I joke because we, we really thought that was going to be like two weeks, right? Yeah. That's what we were being told. Like, take mm-hmm. two weeks off, go home, work from home. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Everything yeah. will be okay. And then it wasn't. Um, so I think, you know, at first it was like, we got this, right? And then it was like, oh boy, um, we need to really brainstorm ways to engage students. Mm-hmm. So we were doing everything you can think of we were trying to do virtually. Um we did a whole series of programs on Zoom, I kid you not, of like, we did a Zoom salsa thing. Wow. Where like, there was like a salsa. Yeah, what does that entail, <laughs> a Zoom salsa? So it was called Salsa Magic, and um, they like, had this amazing production studio, yeah. and you know, like streamed on Zoom, and then we had folks like, have their cameras on in different places (laughs) um so there was some students in like lounges and the residence halls and stuff like that and they literally danced on zoom and i was like i can't believe this is happening right now we had like um comedians magicians like we had this awesome magician um just do some amazing online stuff and we actually invited him back in person but it was just so cool to see our entire industry just like morph overnight and and embrace the online stuff and like mm-hmm. work really hard to to make that happen. We even um one year for spring break we did like a staycation cuz nobody yeah. was really allowed to go anywhere yeah. and we contracted with this one agency and they did this complete like virtual reality experience mm-hmm. and we had like folks in the virtual reality, you know, stuff like that. So you name it, we tried it. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> I just have to pivot a little bit and ask about all of the magicians and stuff. Have you ever made your way to one of those conferences where they show oh, all yeah. the acts? Yep. Because um, I know, like, we went to NACA last year, and like, what did you think of like the acts and stuff that you would see at those events? Because there were some that were really, really good, <laughs> and then there were just some where we were all just looking at each other, or like, what is this guy? up there yeah I was super involved in NACA um before Phil U I worked at another university and in campus activities I advised the program board and took them to that conference every year um I was also on the planning board for NACA so you get to know the performers and their agents and stuff Mm -hmm. outside of what they do but yeah sometimes you're just like what is happening right now um I don't want to like name anybody in particular (laughs) because I'm still so involved in that arena but yeah I do think that um it just morphs and changes right like so depending on the year even the semester Mm -hmm. some things will be popular and some will not but I do admire like we call them associates like all the associates Mm -hmm. and vendors like how hard they work to try to bring some decent entertainment yeah. to college. We had so much fun. Right, like, yeah. but yeah, it is like, some, some of it's a little bizarre. Yeah, we saw there was this one comedian there, and his name was Nico Carney, and like, I know me and Ren followed him on Instagram, like, immediately, because yeah. like, he will literally, we think, will be on SNL one Oh, day. yeah. Like, it was just like, everybody thought it was great, and I think it's like, those events like that, like, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have known who Nico Carney was. Well, you know who we saw at NACA who performed at my previous institution who is on SNL? Melissa Villasenor. Really? Yeah. Amazing wow. college comedian, and ended up, like, yeah, doing SNL. It's, it's pretty so cool. It's so crazy to think how something like that can, you know, put you on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Wild stuff. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just event sorry I just had to ask I just those like events are just so like a mixed bag yeah I just had to ask um so going back to COVID a little bit what have you noticed in the shift in the student population a little bit 
Yeah, I would guess, you know, right when we came back to, well, let's uh, step back for a second. Mm-hmm. I think something that was different about Jefferson is we actually came back right away in August when other schools never did. Um, Oh, yeah. So we, you know, we were only working from home from, you know, April till August. Um, We came back in August and we had to brainstorm, okay, how do we continue to have a vibrant campus community, but within the regulations from the city and the state and all that kind of stuff. So when we first came back, you could have no more than 20 people in a room. And they had to be six feet apart. So that year, Welcome Week, we had, you know, a acoustic singer songwriter guy playing in kps to literally 20 students but we did it four times so 80 students could participate um the great dubois who we normally bring for orientation in the Mm -hmm. summer they came that fall we had to do their performance outside it could only be for 50 people and they had to wear masks so we all still had to wear masks outside right we did like a progressive prom Mm -hmm. where we had groups of 20 students like kind of go around and and do stuff you know like so we had to be very creative about all of that um and i admire that creativity yeah. so much you know going to those lengths to make sure that students can still have that college experience yeah absolutely so you know i think we had to constantly be thinking outside the box trying to give the same experience but in just new and different ways and then things started to open up over time but i do think it wasn't until you know this last year's spring semester mm-hmm that things really started to feel quote unquote normal again. Yeah. And yeah. I think even, you know, with the merger and then it was Jefferson and then it was COVID. So it was like you guys were having a lot of stuff just yeah. thrown at you. Yeah. So that ability that ability to be so flexible is incredible. Um so working with so many people here at Jefferson, you kind of build a community a little bit. And I think that's one of the most important factors of, you know, going here. Um What do you think that you appreciate the most about Jefferson? Oh, there's a lot. So um, it's really the people, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. the reason I stayed as long as I did through all of that craziness, right? Um, You know, when I first got here, the culture and the people and, you know, the type of environment where, you know, you cannot walk any several feet on campus not say hi to somebody you know Mm -hmm. um everybody is super friendly but you know it's just super impressive like how much our faculty and staff just go above and beyond for our students Mm -hmm. um you know there are so many folks who just care so deeply and greatly about this place and have stayed for a very long time to make sure that y'all have the best possible experience and then Mm -hmm. the student stuff like i mean you i've worked on many different campuses small large you know in between private public whatever and just the type of majors we have doesn't exist anywhere. Um, so having the, you know, your fashion major then with, you know, architecture over here, with health science over here, with something random over here, like, you know, you get to just see so much cool stuff happening. And we just love to hear all about all the projects you're working on and, um, you know, the stuff that you want to do with the future. Um, that That is what makes it about this place, I think. I have to just say the way that all of, you guys upstairs focus on the students so much is so important because you know you go to you know any like you said any other university and a lot of it is just like you know I'm here I'm I'm just doing my job but I feel like you know every person I talk to is like I'm, I'm not afraid to stop in OSE you know I'm not afraid to stop in and say hi so honestly like I'll say it again I just admire you guys all so much for you know giving that comfortability to students 
Thank you. And it's a team effort. I mean, I think it's our entire OSC team. It's our whole division. And, and really, it really is all of the campus. You know, everybody who is here is here for that reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I just, so since Rin does FYS, I just wanted to ask, um, what made FYS? Like, what started, you know, because I know there's a lot of schools that just have that first year seminar and mm -hmm. stuff, but I know my brother's is at Temple and it's only six weeks. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know what kind of, because I think that just focuses on the students more and you right. know, making them comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So that actually didn't exist till I got here. So that was kind of one of my jobs. Um, it was kind of funny. It was like my second week here. I had a meeting with this lady who was like, guess what? Surprise. Here's your job now. Please put together a first year seminar. Mm -hmm. um, kind of knew that was coming, but like just yeah. the enormity of our task. So we put together a team of faculty, staff and students. Um, and we met, you know, weekly over an entire semester, did tons of research, lots of focus groups, stuff like that. Um, but it really was born out of we were having a really big problem with retention of students from first to second semester and then second semester to sophomore year. Mm -hmm. um, and when we talked to students, they just felt like they weren't prepared for college and then they definitely were not prepared for Philly U, now Jefferson, mm -hmm. because we are so focused on the profession, the being the professional, the major, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we knew that we needed to do kind of half adulting 101, yeah. half, you know, welcome to Jefferson and preparing them for the academic side of the house. Um, and, you know, we over the years have morphed and changed into what it is now. Um, a lot of that is feedback from the students. So, mm -hmm. you know, first year we did a lot of like kind of busy work assignment kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And we just saw that that's just not working for one credit. Yeah. So that's how we came upon the co-curricular project of, you know, we wanted to put something together where we're asking students to just do things that they were already supposed to do, yeah. but give them credit for it. Like encourage them to get involved, get out of the classroom, go to Philly, do community service, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, while at the same time in the classroom perspective, like getting them all the tips and tricks and resources that they need to be successful. Yeah, because that is just, I think, a, such an awesome resource to give students that, you know, like, they have, I'll be honest, like, they have no clue. I have no clue, you know? And I think it's just such a good course, you know, make you more comfortable with the city and make you more comfortable with the university. Yeah. And I think the way that you have geared it and made it is so powerful. And, you know, and I think students really enjoy it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask, I know you guys do the first year, um, you know, the trips and stuff. Do you have, like, a favorite trip or one that, you you know, you want to do every year? <laughs> I think the funniest one, but has become a tradition, I think we've done it now for five years, mm -hmm. is goat yoga. <laughs> I haven't heard of that. <laughs> so a student a couple years ago had stumbled upon it. Um, so basically we rent a little bus and we take uh, the students up to Quakertown to this little farm. Mm -hmm. And in the spring, when they have their baby goats be born, they partner with this yoga um, wow. instructor. And so you're basically doing yoga with like baby goats crawling all over the place. And really, let's be honest, it's people like sitting on their yoga mat cuddling a baby goat. But still, it's really cool. Um, I think other ones are just like the traditional stuff. Like we love to get as many people to go to like Eastern state for the Halloween stuff as possible. So um, cause that's pretty epic. Um, your Phillies games, you know, all that cool stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, what I admire about our FYU coordinators is like, they're always like thinking about like, let's do something new and different. Yeah. Um, so coming up here shortly, we have, um, one of the FYE coordinators is going to take students to the, um, Germantown circus arts. Wow. 
which is really cool yeah, yeah. and that just you know highlights the community that we're in yeah oh that's so like important yeah to do. um yeah because i remember um you know then like the new york trip yeah like that's like the big one you know i remember freshman year like the people like outside <laughs> of can bar and just being like what's this line for and then sophomore year we tried to get tickets and we didn't get tickets <laughs> but i'm totally over it um <laughs> So I know we chatted about music uh, in the past. Are you listening to anything right now that's like on repeat for you? So interesting, like my music tastes have changed a lot. So um, to give you a little bit of context, um, I do production at my church. Awesome. So I help with the sound and the lights and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I've been doing that for like over 10 years. Um, so speaking of live music, I mean, we're helping produce live music every single week. Yeah. And so getting introduced to new artists like that way. So um, there's an artist that I'm just obsessed with right now called Brandon Lake. Um, he has just some really cool stuff out there. Um, but I'm also like <laughs> still into like heavy metal and alternative and stuff like that. Um, so your, you know, Foo Fighters is one so of my faves, good. um, and stuff like that. So kind of a really weird, um, separation of music tastes. Um, but yeah. Um, what made you want to do production like that? What a cool opportunity to have. So the funny thing is, is like the job that I do is the reason why they kind of sucked me into that. So from helping out with NACA and like with mm -hmm. your bands and your magicians and comedians, and all that kind of stuff, you're helping the sound people load their stuff in whatever, like you learn how to wrap a cable, right? Yeah. So, um, my partner and I were hanging out um, and one of the sound people is like, hey, we need help. Like, do either of you have experience with this stuff? He was a film school major. I told them what I did, you know, with my job stuff. They're like, here, wrap this cable. And from there, you know, we did different jobs, like um, helped out with um, like the audiovisual stuff, like, you know, doing filming and stuff like that mm -hmm. too. Then one day they're like, do you want to get involved in the production side of it? Um, and then, yeah, kind of the rest is history. So I've done sound, um, which is really cool. And um, like I said, the lighting and, and all of that. So it's pretty cool. Are you very technical? That sounds like a lot of like... I don't want to sound like a moron, but like a lot of <laughs> thinking, you know, and a lot of like hands-on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of cool because the systems that we use, um, it's both musical and technical, right? So mm -hmm. it combines that music. Like I, I never got to play an instrument when I was a little kid, but when I did like tinker on the piano, I kind of could play by ear. Mm -hmm. So it's like knowing the songs well enough to know every single word and all the parts of the song, the chorus, the bridge, all that stuff, yeah. then to be able to, you know, produce the song through, but then technical enough that you can obviously do all the bells and the knobs and the buttons and things like that. So it is a really cool like art and technology kind of combination. Yeah, I that is just so cool. Um, I can't believe that you do that and do like AV work. Um, like, cause I have an issue plugging an HDMI cord. So, um, that is so cool. Um, are you listening to anything else right now? Um, um like what's your top song? Like, right now, oh, what do you think like on is... repeat or of all time too, if you have that? Oh, that is such a tough question. Cause like I said, I'm so torn between genres these days yeah um so there's this song called fear is not my future by maverick city music that is um and i think elevation worship is part of that as well mm -hmm. that's like on repeat and also 
Um, I don't know why, but the last couple of days, like this one Metallica song has been like showing up on my Spotify. Such two um, polar, like yeah. opposite songs. That's so funny. <laughs> and I love that Spotify like knows your brain well enough that like they can combine those two things together. Yeah. So when you go through your playlist and it starts playing random, like that's when it like, you know, pulls up that stuff. So yeah. I will say that algorithm has also shifted music, you know, and like helping people discover. And I guess that's one thing that can be argued that like vinyl couldn't do and right. couldn't do you know couldn't recommend you this new true yeah musician but like personally like i'd rather go to a record store and like be like oh i've never listened to this before and not just listen to like the worst song on the album <laughs> like on my like spotify like you might like this, this right week or something yeah yeah i'm a poser i'm an apple music user oh nice so, no, <laughs> like rin is so mean to me about it but i said that rin was mean to me about something on the podcast before and she listened to it and then sent me the screen cap of it and was like you need to stop saying that I'm oh no (laughs) I probably won't edit that out either so um I'm a bit of like a nerd when it comes to like media and stuff um are you watching anything right now like documentaries or binging I know you probably don't have a lot of time to do that yeah so that is funny like um I really haven't had a lot of time Mm -hmm. um but I've gotten sucked into some stuff. So Virgin River on Netflix um, just finished the most up-to-date season. It was What is that? So it's like a, like, I don't know, old people drama. Wow. <laughs> no, it's like, um, I feel old saying that I watch it. Oh, but I it's like, it was like a bunch of old <laughs> people. No, no, like, like, I meant, like, I'm, I'm like, old. Jersey Shore? No. I was like, I was like, Jersey Shore with a bunch of elderly people? Like, why haven't I heard of that before? But it's kind of like, as this is us where it's like about different people's like lives and relationships and stuff like that. But oh, I've been told fun. that like, it's like an old people show. Um, also, um, oh my gosh, I, the Lincoln lawyer. So that's yeah, like, like another Netflix thing. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, we finished Jack Ryan on, oh, uh, Amazon. Yeah. So I was obsessed with that. That's really mm-hmm. good. Um, I'm trying to think Disney plus we're like super in, can't wait till Loki comes out. Yeah. Next we're like week, all right? Marvel people. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think is your like favorite? Like if you're rewatching something to just binge, what are you watching? Oh boy. Um, I do think like some of the Disney series have just been so amazing. Like we rewatched like WandaVision cause that was just so yeah. mind blowing and I'm definitely going to rewatch Loki before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I'm not a big rewatcher. Like yeah. I know some people can just play the same like episodes over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I can't do no, that. That's me. <laughs> I'm like crazy when it comes to that. I like, um, like such a niche genre of tell. Like I like that whole like always sunny rest of development i got you super like dumb like satire yeah so um virgin river sounds like something that i could totally you know open my eyes to yeah i mean it's it's good it's wholesome right you know whatever like but it's just like you know you get sucked into the you know wanting to know what happens to everybody and it's really funny because like my partner's like i don't want to watch it (laughs) and then he was like what happened to so-and-so and And where's this person and whatever and i'm like what a jerk you have to like watch it to like you know get to do that i do that more with movies i think i can rewatch movies more than i think i can rewatch like what's your favorite movie do you like a lot of marvel i feel like i'm getting yeah lots of marvel um i can literally watch harry potter any day of the week any any movie anytime um those are really good ones but um, yeah, any of the Marvel movies, but I really like the, um, any of the Avengers, I feel like. What, what do you think? Who's your favorite Avenger? Oh, um, so I was like, 
team Captain America for a long time. And then when uh, Captain Marvel and stuff came out, yeah. I was like, nope, <laughs> she's my favorite now. Um, but I really like like how they're like pulling that storyline into a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I think is the most fascinating about Marvel is how everything is connected. Yeah. And I feel like there's no other media that's like that nope. where everything is overarching. Are you into like all the theories and stuff like that? Yeah. And like, we're like a big Disney family and stuff like that, but like, I'm just obsessed. Like I would love to see the Marvel Bible and like the, like how do they stay so on track? Like Seriously. who's the person whose job it is to like, or I'm sure they use AI or something these mm -hmm. days, but like the brain behind how they're able to just like, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but like a lot of people have said like the Nick Fury thing really is horrible. Yeah. But when you watch it, even if like, it's not so great, if you, you know, are really a true fan, you see all these Easter eggs mm -hmm. and things that are connected back to things that are like way yeah. far before. And you're like, holy moly, like, how did they do that? Yeah, I think it just takes so much to, like, connect something so large like that. And, you know, have the people online that right. can be like, well, you know, actually, in, like, this movie, right. this actually happened. Like, I feel like I would drop the ball, like, so much. <laughs> um, did you ha did you say your favorite Marvel movie? Or just that you liked Captain Marvel? Yeah, I don't think I've said, like, what my absolute favorite one is. Um, and I think that's really – it's hard for me to pick, honestly. Um, I don't know. I just, like, really liked how, like, how they introduce her as a character. Yeah. I think it goes back to her background and, like, I was, like, such a nerd of, like, oh, she went to the Air Force Academy and that's what I was going to do and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and then, like, revealing what her actual, like, background is. I just thought her backstory – was super cool yeah, yeah that's so awesome i just think marvel is such an enigma of content i and i think being involved with disney was probably the best decision that they yeah. could have ever done um what would you say is your favorite movie of like all see i'm oh. i feel bad when i ask people <laughs> this on this like for, like this podcast because i'm very like favorite oriented and i know a lot of people just have like broad spectrum of stuff that they like but like i have a list of like my favorite everything on my phone because i'm crazy but you know a lot of people aren't like that yeah and like this is where i'm like such an opposite person right like i don't even know if you've ever seen these movies before but like two of my favorites are beaches bet midler no. like um so it's about these like two little girls who get to know each other and their you know their whole life they're like separated brought back together like a best friend story right mm -hmm. really sad at the end of course blah 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 yeah. um but i'm gonna say your name wrong ma maliam balik oh yeah she yeah, yeah. played one of the little girls really yeah she was so, on big bang theory yeah, yeah and then before that she was blossom and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so like she was in that movie um Braveheart yeah like um, Mel Gibson I know classic. like Mel Gibson yeah. whatever but like great movie um you know and then of course like over the years like all, again any of the Harry Potters like but yeah. I love the second to the last one it was really good yeah I such you seem like you like a lot of stuff that connects like that which is really fascinating um, what is Beaches about? I'm actually a little curious about that. So that's the one about the best friends. The best friends, yeah. yeah. And it's just about them. Yeah, like, so um, it's like, Coming you know, 
Yeah, like one girl is, you know, super rich and like whatever and from California and the other girl is from the Jersey Shore and the rich girl is visiting family at the Jersey Shore and they kind of like meet together and they become like friends like and then this is old school 80s, right, where they like write letters to each other um, and then they like stay in touch, you know, and visit each other all through high school and college and then it's, you know, relationships and kids and things and stuff and all the way until they're both like older women. Um, so I just think it was just a really cool story. Um, and good music, of course. Like, yeah. there's like a song that goes with it, and uh, "Wind Beneath My Wings." That's where that song uh, comes from. Like, um, stuff like that. So super cheesy. <laughs> no, I love those movies like that. Like, I mean, my favorite movie is Lady Bird, which is like as basic as they come for like twenty year olds born like in two thousand three <laughs> who like mourn, you know, their adolescence or whatever. But um, no, that sounds like a good one. I'll have to watch it. I love watching movies that you know are something that I've never heard of before because I like I'll talk about the internet again yeah like, I feel like you know every time like we were we're supposed to see Barbie in July like my roommates and I and we haven't seen it yet but now it's like is it even worth it to go because I know, saw right? everything exactly. that happened on Twitter like and I think it was the second day it came out like July 26th, July 28th. I knew the plot of the whole movie. Yeah. And it wasn't like I Googled it. Like I didn't go on YouTube. I didn't watch the trailer for it. I just like did one scroll on Twitter and I was like, great. Yeah. Now I know everything that happened. In this I know. Movie. And it was like, that kind of made me mad because before I even saw it, like people were publishing America Ferreira's entire yeah. like monologue, which is great, right? And empowering and stuff. But like, I would implore you to see the movie just for that part because, like, obviously what people are posting doesn't do it justice yeah. and, like, the plot line of where it's at and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, come on. Like, this yeah. is such a cool – like, when you actually see the movie, you're like, this is such a cool moment. And, like, now you have to ruin it because people were taking it out of context. Mm -hmm. They were only posting, like, certain parts of it. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing is so good. Like, yeah. yeah. I know. We – we're going to wait for it to come on, like, Hulu or, like, <laughs> yeah, Paramount Plus smart. now. Because I know now we're going to go and we'll buy tickets to it. And then the next day it'll just be like, whoa, we're on Hulu now. Right. <laughs> it's like, and Hulu is, like, $17 a month now. And it's like, okay, that's, like, as much as I would pay for a movie ticket. So right. So wait for it to come on Hulu. <laughs> um, so wrapping up a little bit here, uh, what are you most looking forward to this semester? Oh, good question. Um. I mean, I've just been so excited about the energy of this new incoming class and just um, how much just our returning students, too, are just trying to just do more, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, I felt like last spring we were finally sort of back to normal, and I do feel like this semester we are, like, back to normal, back to normal. Yeah. So I think just all the different, you know, clubs that are coming on board, all the different activities. We have 88 clubs now. Crazy. Um, which is amazing, and, you know, just the – the excitement of the new students wanting to get involved and then it feels like folks are trying to like bring back things that we haven't done in a while um it just feels like faculty and staff are more engaged it just seems like the whole campus is a lot more vibrant um than it has been so That's, yeah and I've, I, I've been able to see that too I think 88 clubs on campus is incredible it like I think it was what like 76 or something some low 70 number last year so to have it like grow by 10 15 clubs is awesome yeah yeah i think a lot of good stuff coming up this year for sure yeah um i like to ask all of my guests this um it's a loaded question i don't mean <laughs> to throw another like inquisitive like you know like who is this kid um 
If you had the attention of the world for five minutes, or you have it actively right now, pretend you're speaking to everybody, um, what would you say? Wow. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> where did I come up with that? That is a loaded question. Uh, wow. But I think because of some things that students have been coming to us with lately, I think we have some students who are just having a crisis of like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And, you know, as a junior, as a senior, and I want you to say like, we see you, we hear you because Mm -hmm. I was that person, right? Like I had my whole life planned out before I even got to high school and I'm not really doing what I set out to do, but I can tell you like every single thing that I've done has gotten to me to the place that I am now. So like, I know some people don't believe everything happens for a reason. I actually do, but I do feel like nothing is wasted, right? Every experience you have is something that can help you with something in the future. So don't worry if like, you don't feel like your major right now is, you know, gonna be what you want to do 20 years from now, like live in the moment, try to figure out, you know, what you want to do, but like none of the time is wasted. Um, and I just think like, you know, students put too much pressure on themselves um, you know, to have it all figured out. And you, you don't, you don't have to do that. Um, take it one day at a time. Sometimes you have to take one hour at a time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, just like, don't be so obsessed with the future that you're not living in the now. And I wish like I could have gone back and told, you know, 19, 20 year old Heather, like where I'm at now, because I think it would have, you know, caused so much less stress and anxiety and stuff like that. Cause again, and and I don't think that pressure necessarily comes from parents all the time and teachers and whoever, I think we do it to ourselves, you know? And so if we can just like have a little bit of, of grace with ourselves, I think that would be great. How well said. (laughs) Yeah. I honestly, I think just knowing that it's going to be okay is so important. Yeah. Yeah. That is just, that's so awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming and chatting with me today. Yeah. Thanks for Um, having me. It was great. And don't be a stranger. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.